Ontels is the name of the new television series that came out by Amazon lately, a few weeks ago. It's a story, they tell a story about the 1970s, our group of Jewish people in Brooklyn were hunting Nazis. The story is about that there is many Nazis who came to America, got American citizenship, and then infiltrated the government and wanted to bring the Third Reich back, so to speak, to bring Nazism to America. And they decided that they're going to go after them. They discovered who are on the Nazis and their names. And they killed them, killed them, hurt them in different ways. That's why it's called the Hunters. In one of the episodes, maybe number one, I'm not sure. I didn't see it. I just re read about it. They, they, there is a game to show how the Nazis in the camp were playing chess. And for the black and white, like there is in every chess game, there is the black and the white. They took, they took human beings, Jewish inmates. And the black were people with clothing, and the white were without clothing. And they played with them. And every time you kill a soldier, they literally kill the person. That's what they show in the game. And that's why they went after this guy. But the interesting part is, this never happened. Never happened such a story that in the camp they were playing chess with human beings. They did many horrible things, but this never happened. Then the Museum of uh, Auschwitz, in, in Auschwitz, in actually, the real museum is now there, is preserving the old Auschwitz camp, came out with a strong statement against the movie, because they say that this movie is playing into the end of the Holocaust deniers. What they say, just as this story never happened, nobody ever played with human beings for a chess game, chess, so other stories never happened. He said, we have to fight the truth, to fight the liars with the truth, not to make up there is enough bad, terrible, horrible things that the Nazis did, that we do not have to make up stories. They were much more innovative than anybody can even dream. And they're right, because this is literally falling into the end of the Holocaust denials, playing into their ends. But more than that, the whole idea the Jewish people were hunters, were hunting Nazis during the 70s, never happened. Yeah, there was Simon Wiesenthal, was a Nazi hunter, he brought him to justice, he took him to court, but to say that there were Jewish kids running around in Brooklyn, in America, and killing Nazis, former Nazis, it just never happened. It's not the Wild West, it doesn't happen such things. It's a little sad that the whole thing, people like it. It's almost like, you know, there's sometimes a kid that kids are bullying him in school and he cannot, he's not strong enough to stand up to them. And what is he doing? Instead, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's, he dreams. At night, he dreams how he beats them up and that gives him some level of satisfaction. Looks like there is people who felt terrible that the Jews didn't stand up to the Nazis, that at least in the movies they stood up, they stand up and they're standing up to the Nazis. The, the time that we know for sure, the Jews in a big way were standing up to their enemies and taking revenge took place 2,500 years ago. And the story of Purim, we're standing right now before Purim in the story of the Megillah. You know, everybody knows the first half of the Megillah, of the story of the Book of Esther, but the second half is like kind of falls between the cracks. 
We all know the story how Amen came, suggested to the king, Achashverosh, to annihilate the whole Jewish people. The king didn't think twice. He right away gave him the permission to do it. And the decree came out two days before the holiday of Passover. Came out a decree to all the provinces and all the cities and the states of, that were under the control, under the kingdom of the king of Achashverosh, the Persian kingdom. They basically controlled the world that was known then. They were the superpower. Then any person can get up and kill his Jewish neighbor, and, his, and, his, and his, uh, he can take all of his possession to himself. That was the incentive to motivate people to kill their neighbor, Jewish neighbors, is they can get their houses, they can get their money, they can get everything. Two days before Pesach, Raidoi Modre came out and made and skimmed and got uh, put, uh, put on clothes uh, in, uh, in the tourist clothing and made the whole thing. Esther heard about it, told Esther to go to the king. By the second day of Pesach, five days later, Amen was hanged, hanged already. That was nice. So far, everybody knows the story. But then the problem is the decree that everyone can get up and kill his neighbor. The decree was, it came out two days before Pesach for next March. 11 months later, every Jew will, everyone will be able to kill the Jews. Then Amen is hanged, but the decree is still out. There's still an edict that says that you can kill Jews. Esther went back to the king, back to the king, begging him, please take back the decree. We have to save the Jews. Why should my people be killed? The king told her that there is a policy in, in, in Persia that a king can never go back in his world. It's like God. God doesn't go back in his world, the kings don't, don't go. Then he cannot take back his decree. What he can do is something else. He can give them permission to write a decree for the same day as good as they want on the Jews. That they wrote a decree, that a new decree, a new ed- edict was, was issued, an order from the king. Then on, the, on this day in March, the 13th of Adar, what was the Jewish date, Jews will be able to defend themselves from their enemies and take revenge on their enemies. Now we have two decrees. One decree says that, any, that the, anybody on the anti-Semites can kill Jews and take their possession. The other decree says that Jews can protect themselves, defend themselves, and attack their enemies and kill their enemies. Still, for a long time, nobody knew who is going to win the fight. What changed? What changed is because the king started to favor Mordechai, he made him instead of Amen. And it, there was a whole different atmosphere, different attitude in the kingdom towards the Jews. Suddenly the king loves Jews, and the queen is Jewish, and everybody knows that she's Jewish officially. And Mordechai is second to the king. That all the Jewish, all the government officials started to love Jews, to show favoritism for Jews. And they trickled down all the way to the mayors and the police officers and the sheriffs and everybody around to love Jews. That was the good thing. That was changed. And when it came the day, that day, the D-Day, so to speak, but on one end it was a decree that you're allowed to kill Jews. On the other end was another decree that Jews are allowed to defend themselves and take revenge on their enemies. 
the Megillah tells us, the book of Esther tells us, that the Jews are able to take revenge on their enemies. But the Megillah is using two expressions. Very interesting. To take, to take, to, to take revenge on their enemies and to kill their haters, the people who hate them. There is a difference between enemies and haters. The Torah is using, the Megillah is using the two expressions. We'll see, uh, we see the same expression when we open the ark every Shabbat, or really time, every time when we open the ark, we sing, bin so Aaron, bin so Aaron, Moshe. We also use their two expressions, Oivecha and Mesanecha, your enemies and your haters. The Rebbe once explained what's the difference between these two expressions. Enemy is somebody who hates you. If you're in front of him, he might hurt you, he might kill you. Why not? He can get your house for free. He will do it. But if you're far away from his eye, he doesn't care. As long as he's not in, front, not in my territory, so to speak. Haters are those who cannot stand your existence, the other person's existence. And they sit and think how they can get rid of them. That's what haters are. In the time of the Megillah, there were also the two types of people. There were enemies and there were haters. Who were the haters? Who really cared, who couldn't stand them from miles away? What are we talking about? Right before Ahasuerus was the king of, of Persia, the king before him was Cyrus. Cyrus is known for giving permission to the Jewish people to build the second temple. It was a part of, his, of the Persian policy to allow people to live their life, as long as they pay taxes and they listen, they're under the rule of the government, you can practice your religion, you can speak your language, nobody bothers you. Why not? Go ahead. And the same thing was with the Jews. They allowed the Jews to live their life. And they encouraged, Cyrus encouraged the Jews to go back to Jerusalem and build a temple. But there are these haters who couldn't stand that the Jewish people built a temple in Jerusalem. Then they started to send letters and complaints and demonstrations to try to convince Cyrus to stop, to stop, to take back the permission that he gave the Jews to build the temple. And when Ahasuerus became king, actually he was the one to stop the building of the second temple. And now he did, he, Vashti, the famous queen who was killed, the first queen before Esther, she convinced the king, she told him, my grandfather Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the temple and you're going to rebuild it? And he stopped it. These people who couldn't stand that the Jewish people tried to build miles, hundreds or maybe thousands of miles away from Persia, from Iran, to build in Jerusalem a temple, they are the haters they were getting rid of. And, then, and that's the, the time that the Jews took revenge in these people. But since then, especially not after the Holocaust, Jewish people in general are more important than taking revenge on their enemies, are busy finding the Jews. The Reb, I mean, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs said once about the Rebbe, he says, as much as the Nazism and Hitler was studying, looking for Jews, wherever they are, to kill them, the Rebbe set up the whole system of Chabad rabbis to go out and look for Jews to bring them back to Judaism to embrace them, to love them, to bring them around.
And that's what we when it comes holiday like Purim, our job is to hunt Jews, so to speak, for what purpose? To bring them closer to Yiddishkeit. How we do it? Even in a most simple way. If you give somebody a few omentation, the special food for Purim, the special cookies, this alone can remind them it's a holiday. He never remembered that's Purim. Pesach is coming, Passover is coming up. You meet a Jew, you give him a matzah for Passover. You remind him about the holiday, you connect to them. That's the, that's the job of our Jews. We are hunters, not hunters for, against Nazis to find uh, the Nazis. We are hunters to find Jews to bring them back closer to Judaism.